Well, let's turn in our Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 3. We're going to pray to get started tonight. Father in heaven, we just come together again, and we are just so honored and grateful that no matter when and how we come together, you are with us in our midst. You are here. You are uh, faithful to meet us every single time. We allot in our life this time and set it aside unto you. It's, it's a holy time. It's sanctified. It's set apart unto you. And I thank you, God, that this is a time when you bless and you honor the sanctified time that um, this, these Bible studies uh, represent for all of, our, all of the gals who have studied. And I thank you for this uh, blessed time of being together. But especially, Lord, we want to just pray that your spirit will be our teacher tonight. Will you, you will emphasize what needs to be emphasized and the things that will just impart to our soul and our spirit. What we need to take with us, Lord, this is our last study. And just like Peter had emphasized in his last chapter, I pray, God, that you would emphasize very specifically to us something to take with us, to hold fast to, to remember, and to... Um, come back to in our thoughts and our heart when we think about the letters that Peter wrote to the church. And we just want it to be something we can hold dear in our heart and not ever forget. And every time we reread it, Lord, we pray your spirit would minister to us again, fresh and new. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, since it's... <clears throat> Only, was it 18 verses? Yeah. Yep. We're going to read through it this time. I haven't done that in a while. And I will read it since I'm using the microphone and for the sake of that. So just follow along. And I am going to use the New King James <laughs> this time. So for your sake, it's make it easier to, <clears throat> to follow along. Second Peter chapter 3. Beloved, now I write to you the second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds, by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord, of the Lord, excuse me, Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, and saying, where is the promises of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they will willfully forget. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in water. For by which the world that existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that the, with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, let all these things 
Since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found in him in peace, without spot and blameless, and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. As our brother, also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. As also in all of his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which are, excuse me, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do also the rest of the scriptures. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Amen. What a blessing. Okay, think about this. This was his last letter. This was the end of his life. We talked about that before. Remember when we started this whole series in Second Peter, or first and Second Peter. This was his last words to the people that he was pastoring, to the churches that were spread abroad, and suffering in the last days. <clears throat> if you were to tell someone what you knew would be the last thing you would tell them. Do you think it would be weighty? You know, it would be important. You think about your children. What on earth would I say if I knew this was my last thing to say to them? If I knew I was dying, if I knew that I was going to meeting my end and I had so much love for them and I had so much care and I had knowledge to impart, you know, something was just really important to me. And I think about that, and this is the last of the last. And as we read it, we realized it really, he was kind of repetitive, wasn't he? He was kind of repetitive in what he had already, it was like a summation of the things that he thought, or he was kind of pulling out the most important things from the other chapters that he'd already written in his letter, kind of, kind of a recap, I guess, if you could say, uh, uh, if we were doing a, a, um, any kind of an essay or a paper, the last thing you write is kind of a, <clears throat> a wrap-up of the important things, the important parts. And so I just feel like that's exactly what he was doing here, which in one sense was just re-emphasizing how important there's these, these I just don't want you to go away without remembering this. And I want you to look here really quickly. He says, to remember, do not forget, and remember. And so to think about something, just keeping something to the, in the front, in the forefront that, that keeps coming to the surface, things that are important. He says in verse 2, remember. And in verse 8, he says, you must not forget. And in verse 15, he says, and remember. And then in a, another verse 3, he talks about, but most importantly, or something else that's like a big surface, you know, big important thing to say. And in verse 14, he says, make every effort to 
you know, so I want to talk about, I just wanted to think about these are the things that he felt the most were the most important things he had to say. If he was going to tell somebody the most important thing for you to know is this, I'm thinking, well, let me get my pen and paper, you know, let me, but it's just a blessing to think that he would consider these. And so if he who walked with Jesus, he who lived through the persecution of the churches, he who went through all these, you know, the Judaizers and the Romans and, you know, just all, you know, in prison. And every time he turned around, somebody was, you know, chasing them down and trying to <clears throat> do them harm. And, and um, he um, felt like this was it. This, these were the most important things to remember as you go on in your Christian life. Well, then, praise the Lord. That's what I want to, that's what I want to hear. And. So when I'm, I made the list again, I go through and I kind of circle the things I went through. Remember, 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 pay, pay close attention to this. And, you know, so I, I looked at that and I said, you know, okay, let's look at verse two. What does he say? Remember what the Holy prophet said long ago. Those two things he wants us to remember in that verse are what the prophet said and what our Lord Jesus commanded us to do. So he wants us to keep in mind. I think that's just a a, a huge challenge for me and a a blessed challenge, but to keep studying the Old Testament. Do not let that become any less. Remember what, you know, remember, remember what the Holy Prophet said and keep comparing what they said to to what's happening now. And, um, And then what Jesus our Lord and Savior commanded through the apostles. So all of the letters of the apostles, but also, I you know, so he's talking about the old the Old Testament and the New Testament, because um, he made sure to say these were inspired by God. So don't think that just because it was a man, a lot of people like to belittle the Word of God because they say it was just words of men. But no, he's emphatic about these were inspired by God. Do not you know make sure you don't forget what they said, what, you know, and then into study to go back and make sure that we have a good grasp on what the apostles of the Old Testament said, the prophets of the Old Testament, the apostles of the New Testament. Okay, so that's one thing he said. And then verse 8, he says, you must not forget this one thing. And I, this is uh, the NLT version of it, but you must not forget this one thing. And then he talks about, you know, it kind of is a little bit lengthy in the way he explains it. But it's, it's about the Lord is not slow. Don't let the scoffers tell you, you know, that he's, you know, he basically, God is being patient because the day of the Lord's coming. I want you to remember, don't forget that he's coming. Don't forget. I don't care how long, you know, it's taking. Do not ever forget that he's coming and he's coming like a thief. It's going to be unexpected. We need to be the ones looking. We, you know, how many times did Jesus say, right, be sober and look, and watch, and wait, and then all the apostles have said the same thing. Everything on earth is going to be found to deserve judgment, and we need to be ready for for when the judgment of the earth comes. So do, we must not forget, and I think it's one of those things he's saying, look at everything in this world through the glasses that this is all going to, this is all going to be judged. And God wants everybody to save, be saved and, and just be patient. He's patient, so we need to be patient. You know, he's like, God is, 
he's not done here. Don't let anybody lull you into thinking that this is, you know, that it's a long ways off. You know, that that God is um, going to be returned. He's going to judge everything on this earth. And then verse 15, he says, Remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Remember that. A lot of times, you know, we can pray, Lord, come quickly. There's too much going on in this world. <laughs> you know, there's too much evil happening in this world. But his patience gives people time to repent. He wants everybody to be saved, and he's giving space and time for that. Don't forget his heart in this, that he really, really wants people to be saved. And I'm, then I'm going to take you back to verse 3. And he says, and more, most importantly, remember... I thought that was interesting. So the biggest weight that he's putting right now to remember back in verse 3 is about those scoffers. Remember that whole last chapter? Oh, my heavens. He went on and on and on. And that's what he's saying in verse 3. Most importantly, remember this, that scoffers are going to come and they're going to mock and they're going to follow their own desires and they're going to deliberately forget that God made the heavens and the earth and that it's going to be destroyed by you know, they, they're going to forget that it was ever destroyed by water. And most importantly, that it's going to be destroyed by fire next. Because that's what he said. So, remember, remember, remember. So, remember the old and remember the new. Remember the, you know, it's like we, we can't forget what's been told to us. And we can't uh, forget that the Lord's coming back. And... um that there is a judgment coming. And if the world has forgotten anything, it's forgotten that, hasn't it? That there's judgment coming. Really, seriously, do not believe that. They don't. So we, as God's people, remember this. Don't let us get lulled into that mentality, kind of sucked into that complacency of just like it's always been this way. It's just getting worse and worse. Do not forget it's going to be judged. It's going to be made right. And he's coming. You know, his coming, his new heavens, his new earth, his, this uh, millennial kingdom on the earth for a thousand years. And then a new heaven and a new earth. Isn't that awesome? And I loved in verse, um, oh, I didn't write the verse. Hold on. Make every effort. Make every effort. Verse 14. Make every effort. Wow. That is, we talk about what we should focus on, right? That's something to remember. There's one thing to remember. Remember, remember. That's our, that's our mindset. That's our, you know, our perspective. But these are actions. These are do. Make every effort to be found living peaceful lives. To be pure and blameless in his sight. Peaceful and pure. Peaceful and pure. I think, you know, that's something... We could put a banner over our door, <laughs> you know, and make every effort and our focus to be. Um, we talk a lot about how, you know, our Christianity, the biggest test is right in our home. It is. And, you know, we can try to be, we can, I say, try to be spiritual. We can really be in prayer and and be in a relationship with the Lord and get up from that and get in a tiff with someone, you know, 
when he knocks on your door, <laughs> your husband comes in and we're all rustling around and we're doing what we're doing and they're doing what they're doing. And, and then all of a sudden, poof, you know, something comes up in a big uh, uh, disagreement or whatever. Right in the middle of our lives, we need to focus on being pure and being living peaceful. And ourselves is the biggest contender. We are the biggest ones we have to fight. Yeah, obstacles. That's a good word. Our flesh and our selfishness and our me, 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 I, 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 you know, it's just what we do. We get it. Well, this is what I'm going to do today. This is going to, so, you know, and if something comes up to, against it, we're like frustrated or angry or, you know, we have to always be in the mindset of living a peaceful life, living in that state of just being at, at peace with what the Lord with all the interruptions, with whatever the Lord brings in our path, people that come into our life, and uh, looking always to be the one who's a blessing to someone else, looking to be the one who is the one who not only has peace, but is a peacemaker and is, spreads peace. And I just think, what a beautiful life to um, aspire to, to live to be found peaceful, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives, pure and blameless in his sight. You know, isn't that such an anomaly in this world? There's so much chaos. The, the messes that people get themselves into is blows my mind how entrapped people are in their sinful lifestyle. And it absolutely just boggles the mind how... Uh, and then there's depression... There's anger, there's divisive, you know, divorces and people against parents and parents, you know, against kids. And it's just an angry world out there, angry and chaotic. And then you want, they wonder why they're not happy or they, you know, they, is all they're trying. And I, I can tell you right now, every person on the planet is all they're trying to do is be happy. That's all they want. I, I was never reminded of that so much as when I looked back at an old yearbook of both Greg's and mine because of the old, remember they used to do yearbook? Mm -hmm. And everyone was, be happy. That was like, you know, everyone wanted, everyone wanted to just, you know, live a happy life and I hope you have a happy, I hope you're happy and blah, 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 blah. And I thought that's everyone's goal. It's true. To live a life that just, you know, your dreams come true. You want happiness. And without the Lord there is absolutely almost no way that can happen with two sinful people trying you know living and living for themselves and even more so i talked to your daughter today about how it's just it's almost it's insidious how this women's empowerment movement if you know, if the whole, I was walking to Target the other day and it was all about women. They had a wall, a whole wall of stationery, bags. Everything, all, everything had a statement about women being in power, you know, control and empower. And if men, if there was, if you'd flip that and made it all about men, there would be, ins people would be incensed. Like, how dare they? try to be a power over, you know, other people's like, you know, but if you, if a woman's in power, then, oh, wow, it's just awesome, you know, I think, no, it's just a twisted, narcissistic, upside down 
way of self being selfish in this world. We don't need to be empowered for ourselves. We need the Holy Spirit to empower us to live peaceful and godly and pure lives. That's the peace. That's the empowerment we need. But anyway, so I digress. <laughs> but um, when he says to make every effort, you also, you know, I have to ask, what did Peter s- seem so incredibly passionate about? He was a, a passionate about uh, being on uh, this whole idea of, of remembering and, you know, looking to the past and looking to the future. It, it, basically, it was to look out and keep growing. You know, he's like, be on guard. Don't lose your security. This is verse 17. Be on guard. It's almost like while you're doing all this, while you're living your peaceful life, be on guard. Don't lose your secure footing. Don't get carried away with these crazy, wacko, false prophets, false teachers, deceivers, wicked people. Don't get suckered in and stay steadfast. Stay, don't get carried in. You know, I, I like that. Don't lose your secure footing. I fell the other day and cracked my kneecap really hard on my bum knee. Oh, it hurt so bad. I was on the concrete. And I thought about that. I lost my footing just, just like that. And I thought it's so easy when we're not watching, we're not careful, we're in a hurry or whatever. So being unaware is what, when we lose footing, you know, you're working along, you know, you're not wearing the right footwear, whatever, you know, there's a lot of things, depending on what you're doing, you need to have the right footwear for the job, but losing your footing, whap, you know, to fall. And I, you know, think of that spiritually to fall spiritually. Oh God, help us be on our guard to not lose our footing. And our footing is what this foundation of the word of God and being, and knowing the truth. And, uh, and he says, instead of that, in verse 17, instead of that grow, right? Don't lose your footing. Don't be carried away. Instead, grow. And that's what we learned, I believe, in in, um, in chapter 1, wasn't it? Grow. Add, you know, make every effort to respond to God's promise and supplement your faith with, you know, knowledge and self-control and self-control, patience and patience, endurance and, and godliness and then brotherly affection. Remember? Grow, grow, grow. So instead of losing our footing and get carried away, he wants us to add grace and grow in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. Grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I just think about this. I, I, when I look at his emphasis, I look at two things. I look at his, his warnings, like look out. And then I look at his other emphasis is keep growing. Look out and keep growing. And I think, remember he said, if you do these things, you will never fall. Remember? He said that in the other chapter. If you do these things, if you keep adding these things, you will not fall. You will not be deceived. You will not fall on your face. So here he is saying it one last time. You look out and you beware and and you keep on growing. You keep on adding. Add your faith. Grow in grace. Supplement yourself with faith. Live in peace. Live pure. Live godly. And keep looking for Jesus. You know, that's a good little assignment (laughs) you know I mean that's if we spent the rest of our days growing and adding and live you know seeking to live peacefully purely and living godly and 
looking for Jesus, you know, being that bride that's that the the virgins with their oils, lamps trimmed and full of oil and and looking and waiting and it, you know, that's enough to keep us right out of trouble, isn't it? It's enough to keep us on the but it's not about keeping out of trouble. It really is about being effective, being useful. Don't we want to be I, we talk about that a lot, don't we? Just want to be used by the Lord. Just really want God to I want to be ready for what he has for my life. And I don't want to miss things because I'm just not prepared or I'm being selfish or I'm being lazy. I don't want to miss what he has. And so Peter, he was passionate about not doing that. He was passionate about keeping us focused. And you know what a better, what better message to have for a church that was suffering they were going through hard times. They were going through, I mean, back in that time, particularly, they were throwing them to the lions. You know, they were, that's, if you go under the city of Rome, where it was at the catacombs, and I don't even know how many skulls are down there from dead people. You know, that, I don't, I don't even know what the numbers are. But that was all during that time of just killing people because of their faith. And I think, oh, goodness, they had so much more to worry about than we do. And yet, you know, he was ministering this to them. He was ministering, don't be, don't be swayed. Don't, don't lose your focus here. And do stay, stay on track. Stay adding, growing. Look out and keep on growing. Let's pray. Father, we just... Thank you, God, that your word is such a blessing and such a, oh, it's just food to our spiritual soul. And I thank you, God, that it's not something that we can walk away and be pass, just passive about, Lord. It's, your word is just life to us. It's inspiring and it's, it's um, motivating and it gives us purpose gives something to live for and and to give for. I thank you, God, for your word. I pray that that's what this would do for each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.